Hi, I'm Adewale Adejumo. I build businesses and I also teach people how to take control of their lives. You are listening to the Epilogue Buddha podcast where I'll be bringing you some of the best personal growth mentors and entrepreneurs on the planet. And they will be sharing the best ideas on personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. All right, everyone, welcome to Aflac Buddha. If you're joining us, it's because you, my friend, have a vision. You have a vision for your life, not as it is, but how it could be. And our goal is to help you gain the skills from the, from the simple to the seemingly impossible. And the guests that we bring on are people that I truly believe have the insight and knowledge to help you convert those ideas into concrete reality. And that transformation is what this podcast really is about, which brings me to my next guest. He is a serial e-commerce entrepreneur, having won London's Young Businessman of, of 2019 award. He returned to South Africa and started an award-winning online store. He has since then been dedicated to growing e-commerce through his own e-commerce academy. He sits on e-commerce forum of South Africa board, and he has been recognized by Shopify as the top e-commerce coach in Africa. My friends, I would like to welcome the CEO of Insaka E-Commerce Academy, Warwick Kearns. Warwick, thank you so much for coming to Applied Buddha. Thanks for having me. It's so good to connect with you. Uh, you know, Wale, I really appreciate and respect all the stuff that you're doing on your side. And it's so nice to have you invite me to come and talk about what we're going to talk about today and to, to connect with your audience. So thanks very much for having me. Thank you. Thank you. And thanks for that as well. Um, Warwick, people know you, people that know you know you as Warwick the e-commerce expert. But I first want to know, you know, what was Warwick doing before jumping into the online world? Herbert, well, you know, to be completely honest, if you had asked me when I was 18 years old if I would be an e-commerce expert, I would have said that's impossible because I don't even know how to type on a on a keyboard. Um, so I was very far away from being a computer guy or a or an e-commerce guy at all. That's what I was, is I was a entrepreneurial young man um, starting various different things from burger stands and uh, burrivos uh, stands to starting events companies and seeing if I could just get free tickets to events myself. Or I started a tourism business taking tours into Africa and I just wanted to take get free tours myself. A lot of these uh, new businesses of mine had a common theme where I found something I was passionate about and then I just did it in the hope that I could tag along for free. And, um, and that theme hasn't actually changed too much because all the way through, I've always sold stuff that I love. Even now I'm doing something that I love and I learn about e-commerce every day. But way back then, you know, I was starting different businesses and, um, and none of them worked. Um, they would all kind of get a bit of traction and I'd make a bit of money. Then uh, I would have to learn some hard lessons when they didn't work out for various reasons of, um, you know, my friends letting me down. So maybe not the best business partners to choose or not having enough money to, to do what I wanted to do. So, you know, forecasting your funding and knowing your, knowing your numbers. And, um, and ultimately also just like one big change was this idea that I was, I was trying lots of different things and, and often keeping them running concurrently, like having two or three different operations running at the same time. And I did that with the intention of seeing which one was going to work the best. And, um, and then when I found when eventually one of them was going to make it, like make the millions, I was planning to stick with that one. But uh, in hindsight, one of the things that, that I was doing wrong was that, uh, that by running multiple businesses at the same time, seeing which one was going to work the best, I wasn't committing myself fully to any of them. 
And, uh, and I think that that was actually the reason that, that none of them actually took off or that all of them actually tanked, to be honest. Um, and when I finished university, this was back in 2007, then, um, then I was trying to, yes. Well, all of this was while you were in university. This was through high school and university, yeah. yeah, yeah so. <laughs> okay, sorry to interrupt you there. Carry on, carry on. No worries. Yeah, I, st- I mean, I could list, if I, if I gave you a list of all the businesses I started, it would be a long list. But, um, but at the end of university, I was, I was trying to figure out what was going to be my next step. And I'd studied a BCom entrepreneurial management at the University of Johannesburg. Um, to be honest, I chose that degree just because I didn't know what I wanted to be. So I didn't, I felt that I was an entrepreneur, but I didn't want to do a marketing degree as I felt like I might be boxed into the category of being a marketer or an accounting degree might kick out an accountant. And I still didn't know what I wanted to do with myself. So I did the entrepreneurial degree because I felt like it was open-ended, but at the end of it, I still didn't have direction or I hadn't found the next thing that I was going to do. But this, this thing, this experience that I'd had where all these different businesses, well, they're, the failures that I'd had, um, I felt like I'd learned important lessons through each of those ones. But I had, a, like, to be honest, my confidence was really low because I, every business I'd started had really tanked hard and I'd lost money in every single time that I tried this. And so what I did is I decided to move across to, to England and, um, and to get some first world experience, to go and see what's happening over there, work in a business. Like I didn't want to really have a boss, but I thought, let me go and see what's happening on that side and learn from the best, learn from a first world environment and then see what I could pick up, like anything that I could, that I could replicate down here. Like I was always going to come back. Um, so I was just mm. going there to see what I could learn and then to come back. And Walla, in your introduction, you said that in 2019, I won London's Outstanding Young Business Person of the Year. It was 2009. Um, so I'd like it to have been as recent as that because I would still then be a young person. Um, maybe I'm not too <laughs> old, but... but the, reason, the way that I ended up winning that award was um, the job that I got was really, really something. Um, it was a turning point for me. And it was really like, um, it, was, it was serendipitous, really, if you look at where I am today. Because I got to London and I was flat broke. And I had to pay rent at the end of the month or I was going to get kicked out by my landlord. So I was just looking for any job. I was on Gumtree and I was just trying to find anybody that was willing to pay me a salary. Um, and the job that I got ended up being with an e-commerce company. And in the interview, these guys said, like, have you got e-commerce experience? And I was like, my mouth said yes. And my brain was like, I don't want to lie to these guys, but I don't know what I'm doing. I just need to pay my rent. And, um, and I managed, I think, maybe a bit of my, my sales background and having started businesses, like that also helped me get the job. But I landed that job. I went for one interview. I got it. And I started and these guys looked at me pretty funnily when I, didn't, when I started typing on my keyboard with one finger at a time. Um, but they, they accepted the fact that <laughs> I was going to be a quick learner. And, um, and what happened is that business, there was two founders, um, uh, an Indian guy and a, and a, and a guy from Holland. And, uh, and there was one crazy French guy. And then I was the next person in. So it was a small team of four, two founders, two employees. But in the next two and a half years, that company just exploded. It really took off. And what, what we were doing is over there, we were selling these sports cameras. Like back then, GoPro didn't even exist. It was like we were taking security cameras, plugging it into battery backpacks and sticking it, sticking it on people's helmets when they went skiing. The quality was low, but this was the preface to the GoPro camera. In fact, it did exist at the time. It just wasn't in the market just yet. Um, but then GoPro came out and we, that company over there, we got the, the distribution rights across Europe. 
we were the only guys selling it in England at the time. And we then got all the competing products, the ones that came and went that nobody will even know the name of these days. But mm. the industry took off and these the sales of these helmet cameras was just exploding. But at the same time, e-commerce in the UK was exploding at, at a similar rate. And so the small team of us, just four of us, well, we were making bucket loads of money. Um, like we were taking, we were flying across to Hong, to Hong Kong to see suppliers, which was code for Let's Go Party. We were across to Las Vegas for uh, supplier meetings <laughs> and we were just cruising around, living the life. We were going skiing in Colorado and coming back to England and then going off to another trip to Hong Kong and China uh, just to visit factories, of course. But, uh, but it was a real party. <laughs> and, and, you know, it wasn't all play. It was a lot of work. We, that company was really taking off. And I guess the, the impact that I had on the marketing, which was what I was involved with, was, uh, was really substantial because that's where I was recognized and then put into the category and eventually won that award for London's Young Business Person of the Year 2009, which was really cool. And the experience that I'd had seeing this e-commerce industry explode and at the same time seeing the helmet camera GoPro industry explode, well, the whole time I was looking back at South Africa and I was just scratching my chin, just saying, maybe this is it. Like, this could be it for me. I still, however, had that real low sense of confidence, having just been beaten down again and again. But I made a decision, which was a really important decision for me to have made. What I said to myself is that if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. I'm not going to mess around with having different companies running concurrently to see which one's going to work and which one isn't going to work. So I flew back home and I started a business with the intention of going all in. And I did that, but I made one mistake before I even started. Um, before coming back to South Africa, I did a little backpacking trip around the States and blew all my cash. And that was fun. Three months backpacking around the States. You can imagine that's quite a lot of fun. But coming back home yeah. and trying to start a business where this was going to be my only gig and I wasn't going to do anything else. Like no matter what anybody offered me, I said, this is all I'm doing. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to make a success of it. But I had no money. So as any self-respecting entrepreneur would do, I moved back in with my parents. Um, and I started the business <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I started that business in a spare bedroom. That was the bedroom I was in. So in the morning I'd get up, make the bed and start packing orders on the bed. Um, I had a small desk and just a little laptop and built a website. And thankfully the guys overseas in, in the UK uh, agreed that I could just mimic what they were doing. So with their blessing and with their contacts, I became the first guy in Africa selling the GoPro cameras. Um, and the first website and got a lot of traction on that. But without having any money, you know, people often ask me, can you start an online business, an e-commerce store with no money? And when I say yes, they look at me with a bit of doubt in their mind. And then I say, I can say that with certainty because I started an online store with no money. Like literally, I had no money. Um, I had just enough, 8,700 Rand. I had that enough to buy some stock, some inventory. I bought some GoPro cameras. I imported them. I had three cameras and I sold those and I bought four cameras. I sold those, I bought five cameras. And that was how the business grew. And um, it was really cool and really fun. And I felt like I was um, kind of living in the wild west because e-commerce wasn't really a thing in South Africa, um, but made it work. And, um, and fast forward three years uh, along to 2013, I had built a team. I'd uh, rented some offices. I had bought a house. Um, the market was good. E-commerce was flying. And, um, and at that time was when we hit our first 1 million Rand month of turnover. And that for me was really significant because I felt like we were really on the way to something massive, like a real big success. And, um, and e-commerce really like 
the journey that I had to take between 2010 and 2013, when hitting that first 1 million rand month, that was a really hard journey. That was not a journey that somebody starting today will have to walk because everything these days is so much easier. You know, the simple ability to take payments mm. online. When, when I started out, you almost needed a rocket science degree to be able to take payments online. Like I launched a site, I created it. I had to do all of the security measures on the site. I had to go and submit it to, to Visa in, the, in Switzerland when they had finished approving it and I had to make a ton of changes for them to approve it. Then we had to shoot it across the MasterCard in the US. They gave, asked me to change stuff. And eventually, wow, I was in, I could take credit card payments. Now my students, I'll show you how to do it in a, in a matter of minutes. You know, minutes. you can set it up and put it on your Shopify store and you're ready to rock and roll. So what took me th uh, three years to achieve, I now want to help people to, to make that move a lot quicker because everything is easier if I can just show, show everybody what to do, how to do it and in what order. But, um, but you know, the business was good back then and we were growing a team and, um, and things were going really well. But I got to admit, from being in a position of, of, um, of a very low confidence back in 2010 before starting this business, in 2013, my confidence was sky high and possibly a little bit too high. I thought I was invincible and, and I wasn't really paying attention to the finances. Like, I'll be honest, I was doing a bad job with that. And my accountant made that perfectly clear. He told me that I needed to shut down the business because I was actually just spending all the cash. <laughs> and um, <laughs> that, was a, that was an obvious eye-opening moment for me because I realized the importance. Like maybe I should have done an accounting degree. Um, but the importance <laughs> of knowing your numbers, yeah. the, the importance of knowing your numbers was just something that I was oblivious to. I thought if we're making revenue, we're doing millions of rands, surely there's going to be profit. And there wasn't. So I had to go through a very difficult process of retrenching my team, people who I was really close with. Like this was a fun journey. They had come with me on this. And, uh, and now I was telling them that the decisions I made now because of that, they have to lose their job. And that was a really, really tough time. And also having gone from having a, a reasonable sized team to now running it back with just me and one other person, that was tough also because now we're back in the like packaging boxes and doing all the Facebook replies ourselves. And, and that's all good and well. I actually enjoy that stuff, to be honest. But I felt like I'd taken 10 steps back. But what I did in that time, I made another decision, which I thought was just really, really key. Um, and that decision was just to focus on the basics, the basics of selling online. Just do what you need to do and do it well. There's a whole bunch of uh, fancy stuff which looks very appealing and it looks like you want to do it and it's sexy, cool new stuff. And that stuff might work, but really the basics is what works. Like the basics are the mm -hmm. basics because that's what's going to get you to move forward. And when we focus on that, and that's all we focused on, again, with going back to a position where we didn't have a marketing budget, we just went back to offering great customer service, doing what we needed to do well and, and just focusing on the basics. Fast forward that to 2015. And the business was back on its feet. We were doing good sales. We're profitable yet again, growing the team in a much more responsible manner. And, um, and there we were invited to go to the e-commerce awards of South Africa. I wish these awards still happened, but 2015 was a, the last year that it, that it ran. Um, in fact, I know somebody else tried it 2017 and 2018, but it, they haven't done it since. But uh, in the 2015 um, uh, e-commerce awards, I sat at a table with uh, Kim Reed from Take Lot and the at that time, the managing director of Yappy Chef and all of these pretty fancy people sitting at our table. And I looked around and I thought, did we win? Or have we won something here? Because we're sat at the table with all of the top dogs here. And at that time, like, I didn't know any of them. They didn't know me at all. 
but it was a really cool dinner to sit there. And there was lots and lots of tables, lots of people who had paid to be there. And, uh, and we ended up taking home the top award in the best customer service category, which for me was a really cool award to win because the second place was Yuppie Chef, third place was Bit or Buy, and Take Lots who were in the running didn't actually position. So I felt like that was really cool. And also because those particular um, um, awards haven't happened since, I like to view this as being like a floating trophy. And if it is a floating trophy, then I'm the one that's still got the best customer service in South Africa for e-commerce. <laughs> hmm. So I'll claim that. Um, but that award was really a, another one of these turning points for me because what happened after we left there is that there was a lot of positive press for us having won that award. And I was getting a lot of attention and a lot of people approaching me asking questions about how do you start an online store? Which platform should I use? How do you take payments? Can you actually take payments online? Like, how is that possible? Where do you get products from? How do you deliver? And all of these questions that they were asking me were the same questions that I had had and, had, and the challenges I'd had, had to overcome years before. And the thing was that I knew the answers to these questions, but I was so busy running my business that I didn't have time to help all of these people. And I felt really guilty about that because, because heck, I knew that I'd had a long and lonely journey and a difficult one at that. And now all of these people, like I have the answers that I could just give to them if I had the time or the ability to do so, but I had to run my business. And that guilt sat with me for a long time. And, um, and you know, as time went by, it really started to get to me. And I had more and more people asking me these same questions. It's the same, like largely the same questions, all those basics. And that's where like towards the end of 2017, that's where I needed to make a shift because that guilt was building up for me. And I felt some sort of calling, like it sounds cheesy, but I really felt that I needed to step into that space and start giving, the, giving these solutions and the guidance to those people who are just asking the questions where I have all the answers. Not all of the answers, but most of them, just because mm. I'd been there on the same path that they're on, but just 10 steps ahead. And so end of 2017, I sold Action Gear and I started the Insaka E-Commerce Academy. And my intention and my vision has been to help as many South African entrepreneurs to start and launch and grow their own successful e-commerce stores. Because I really do believe that like e-commerce is the easiest and the, and the least risky business opportunity for anybody to go into. And I say that with confidence because I know that it's the easiest on the fact that the device that somebody's listening to this audio on or the laptop or the phone, like you could start an online store, store using that device in your spare time. No other business allows Absolutely. you to do that or very few different options. In terms of me saying it's the least risky business to start, I say that because you can start this online store without having to go and rent a shop and sign a, a two-year lease. You don't have to go and employ 10 people to run that shop or to do whatever kind of business you're doing. And you can even get away without buying stock uh, to begin with, which Wale would hear the man to speak to about that. <laughs> and so if somebody were to go down this road and start an online store, and hex, let's say it doesn't work out, maybe you get distracted or it just doesn't work out for whatever reason, all you've lost is a bit of time and maybe a little bit of money that you put in. But it is really the easiest and the least risky business to get into. And let's also face the fact that this year, geez, well, during the COVID period, what we've seen is that there are so many industries that have been really hit hard and kicked in the knees and they're really taking a hard time. Those industries are not one that you probably want to be getting into it right now. And then on the flip side of that, you'll see that there are a few, just a handful of industries that have grown through this period. Those include like uh, robotics, online uh, cybersecurity, e-learning, um, healthcare, and e-commerce. E-commerce is up there on that list of companies that is, uh, industries mm. that is growing. 
But of all the industries that I've just listed, like how many of those could a startup entrepreneur get into? Like reasonably logically, could you get into robotics? Could you get into cybersecurity? Could you get into healthcare right now? Well, maybe you can if you've got if you're in that industry already. But let's mm. be honest, e-commerce is really the one industry that is accessible and one that you could step into really quickly. And so with all of these things added together, like if you look at it, I really do believe that anybody who has e-commerce experience has some sort of duty to share that knowledge and to help people and give them a hand up. Because like if employment is going to help our, com- our country to get back into a good position, then starting small businesses is the key to unlocking employment. For, more, for every single person that starts Absolutely. their own business, they are, they are creating a job just for themselves. And if that business grows, then they can start hiring people underneath them. And every time somebody does that, must, I just get goosebumps about it because it's one less person who's unemployed. There's one extra job. There's one seat that's full. And that makes me really excited. And I do believe that e-commerce is one of the keys to unlocking the growth of our country. So when you put all of that together, you can see why I feel like I have a duty to do this. And then you add in the fact that like everything that's happened, everything I've spoken about today, but also a lot of other stuff that's just been directing me through life. It's all pushed me in directions and may help me to make decisions, which has landed me right here where I am today, where I am in a position to share this experience, which I had to learn the hard way with people who are starting up and coming through the same journey. And I love that I do it. I feel like it's my calling. For me, it feels like my dharma, like what I was sent here to do. And I just love that I'm in a position to do that. And our community is just thousands and thousands of people who are benefiting from what we've been able to create. You know, when I started out all those years ago, all I craved, all I needed was access to somebody who could show me what to do, some form of mentorship, some sort of training. And the thing I needed the most was community, a support group to help me to be able to walk this journey. I didn't have any of that. But now I'm very proud of the fact that we've been able to create all of that for anybody who's starting today. And all of that is available to the Ensaka community members. And, uh, and I just love that we've been able to do that and get ourselves to this point where everything that I wish I had had when I started out is now available. And the people that we see who are using it and actually embracing it, well, they are benefiting so much. And we just see so many of our students who are using it, loving it, and just getting exceptional results. And what I achieved in three years, in five years, in seven years, in 10 years, they're doing in three months, five months, seven months, 10 months. They are just crushing it because they have all the tools available to them. And those tools are arranged in a toolbox with an instruction manual to tell them what to do and how to use every single one of them. And when you do that, then I believe that your success in this industry is so much more of a certainty than if you do it without any of that. Wow, dude, I need to catch my breath. <laughs> wow, you know, thank you so much. You, you, like you touched on so many different topics there, you know, like one from, one from, one from the one thing a lot of people that I know who are entrepreneurs are so scared of that all, you know, like they're all going and living with their parents for them to like start again because a lot of, because a lot of guys who go into entrepreneurship at a very young age, um, you know, like mess things up and, and like the biggest fear, the biggest fear and the biggest causes of stress is usually that old thing of like, oh, you know, I'm going to have to go home and then start again. And you actually, and you, you've been there, you've done that. Um, you've done what is, you, you made a mistake that a lot of us have made. Which is when you start to make the money, you start seeing the money comes, you know, that come in. <laughs> you know, yeah, you you feel 
you feel that you're not successful, you don't realize that success is like, it's actually like an ongoing process and it requires things like learning how to actually hold on to the money, you know, um, you know, like watching the money, you know, coming in, making the money work for you. Um, just anyone, if you want to find Warwick on social media, Warwick is on, is, is on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, if you just type in Warwick Kearns, and is he and is and the Insaka community is you can also find that on Facebook. It's the Insaka e-commerce academy, right? I'm I'm, I'm 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 correct. Yeah. No, and, sorry, the Insaka on Facebook it's the Insaka e-commerce community. That's just that's a community with sixteen and a half thousand people. Um, the academy yeah. is is our website where we teach and train. Okay. People. Yeah, the yeah um, the academy is in Saka, the city of Dede, and I and I will include a link as well in the description of this podcast on all on on all platforms. So guys, if you want to find Warwick after this, you can find him there. Um, Warwick. So now that you are a you are a, you are an e-commerce coach and you're helping a lot of people actually start their own online businesses. You know, like what does life look for you? Like what does life look like? Look like right now for you as an e-commerce coach? Yeah, so I've still got my, I've still got a few online stores that I'm running because uh, because I've, you know, they, they work and it's, it's a very yeah. good business to be in. So I'm very much still focused on on uh, on selling online. Um, otherwise, like, you know, my commitment right now is really to try and share our knowledge with, um, with as many people as possible. So what I'm focused on is creating as much value as possible. So if anybody goes to the insaka.ca website, there's a free resources section. There is tons of free stuff to get you going. The community, uh, it's just thousands of people and we're focused on curating that in that community and making sure that questions are answered and that people really feel helped. But um, ultimately we wanna take, my goal is to take the fear away from starting, from giving it a go, to understand that it is far easier than ever before. And, um, hmm. and you know, people have this fear that, as you say, like, if I make a mistake, am I going to have to move back in with my parents? And that's a, that's a scary thing. But what about people who have kids? What about people who are retired? Like, what happens there, like, if you make a mistake? But the truth is, like, let's go back to what I was saying about this being very low risk. Um, you're not going to invest your life savings into this. And if it doesn't work out, heck, that's, that hurts because this was a little brainchild of yours. But, but it's not going to make you have to sell the house or take your kids out of private school or wherever, you know. This, this business really is one that you can test, that you can play around with, and that you can get into with, uh, with lower risk. And um, ultimately, you know, anybody who wants to come and join us in the Insaka training and the community, well, there's a lot of great content there to help you avoid those mistakes and to help you reach more success quicker. Anyway, thanks a lot, man. You know, I, I was actually telling someone just last week about my experiences as well when i reached the point where where i had to make a decision whether to go back home and live with my parents <laughs> or not and the decision that i made was that i didn't go back home i moved here where i live now um not knowing whether um not not even, not, not not knowing where the wedding rent for the next month was going to come from and I told this person that the only reason why I was able to do that was because I have all the all this e-commerce online store knowledge. And because I knew when I was moving to where I now live that by the end of the month with my skill sets, with my e-commerce skills, 
I will make enough money. I will start, I can start an online store and I will make enough money by the end of the month. Because, uh, because that's just what, because like the skills that people actually, the skills of starting on, on like online company and being able to make money is something no one can actually take away from you. And that's something that I just want people to just be aware of that, you know, with e-commerce and especially with the one company that I um, co-founded, Dropstore, anyone can literally start their own company selling products online and make money within the first month of actually starting um, their own online they, um, their own online business. And that's basically what people, anyone that goes and starts, like anyone that goes to the Insaka, um, the Insaka website and takes the courses will actually gain as well the, um, the skills to become, an, to become an online entrepreneur, am I correct? Absolutely. And you know, what my takeaway from your story is similar to what I was saying, in terms of committing to something, like you, you were running out of money and you should have moved back into your parents and that would have been the safe option. But you backed yourself and you went both feet in. You committed 100% and you went uh, not knowing where your money was going to come from, but you knew that you would make it work. And I think for anybody who's listening to this, like whether you choose e-commerce or whatever industry you choose, if you're going to do this, commit to yourself 110%. Dive in with both feet first. Leap and the net will appear. Um, and I think that that's the greatest gift you can give to yourself. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot, man. Warwick? Any closing words um, to anyone that is scared to start their own, uh, to take, to, to anyone that's scared to actually take the leap to go into the online space? Any closing words that you'd like to leave with anyone um, that's listening to this right now? Yeah, just to say, like, if, you, if you're thinking of starting a business, a side hustle or anything at all, maybe you need a different income stream, maybe you've been retrenched or whatever the situation is for you. If you're looking at creating a new income stream, the e-commerce opportunity is here to stay. The boost that COVID gave the industry is here to stay, but the industry was growing already. So this place is coming. There's more space for new players to come in and, uh, and we would welcome you into the community. So if you're looking to start anything, then this is a great place for you to start looking. I'm Adewade Dejumo, and this is the Happy Like Buddha podcast. I would love to connect with you on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me at Adewale Adejumo on Instagram at Wale Adejumo and on Twitter at Wale Adejumo. If you enjoyed that episode, please subscribe to the Epilogue Builder Podcast so that you do not miss new episodes we will release. And I will see you on our next episode.